Thank you all for tuning in to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryn, Senior Director of External Communications at Zebra Technologies. And today we're talking about corporate social responsibility or CSR. In recent years, we've seen companies become increasingly accountable for their actions and inaction regarding social issues. According to an AFLAC study, 77% of consumers say they are now motivated to purchase from companies committed to making the world a better place, while 73% of investors state that efforts to improve the environment and society contribute to their investment decisions. In other words, companies can't just say they're committed to improving local communities or protecting the planet. They must follow through as stakeholders are paying attention. Yet some companies claim that when a crisis strikes, it can be hard to uphold their CSR commitments, and I understand their challenges. Zebra has a CSR program focused on environmental, social, and governance initiatives, all of which have grown in scale in recent years as we prioritized our CSR efforts in the face of recent global and regional crises. For example, when the pandemic started, it may have been natural for many organizations to pull back on their volunteerism and philanthropic initiatives. Zebra did the opposite. We improved and globalized our offerings to empower more employees to get involved, even virtually. And with supply chain challenges, it would have been understandable if we would have scaled back the efforts of our Green Product Council, for example, or eliminated some of our internally defined environmental impact objectives, at least temporarily. Yet, we didn't. We charged forth more focused than ever on upholding our commitments to our stakeholders, which includes employees, partners, customers, and shareholders. We don't believe that CSR can fall by the wayside during times of crises. So I've invited two guests to join us today to talk more about what they and their teams have been doing to sustain their CSR initiatives and how other organizations can learn from their experiences, even when crises introduce new challenges. Our first guest, Shelley Eads, is the Senior Director of Human Resources here at Zebra. She's been very involved in our CSR program globally, providing support for our inclusion and diversity, environmental sustainability, and Zebra Gives initiatives. Our other guest, Michelle Grotsky, leads Zebra's Green Product Council, and she's an avid champion of our sustainable product innovation and carbon footprint reduction efforts. Thank you both so much for being here. Lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, thank you for having us. You bet. Let's start by talking a bit more about your involvement in Zebra's CSR initiatives. Michelle, the Green Product Council is a volunteer initiative. So what compelled you to create and co-lead the council? Creating and leading the council, it really came naturally, honestly. I personally have always been really interested and motivated by environmental initiatives, both inside and outside of the electronics and technology space. I actually started out at Zebra on the environmental compliance team, where our main focus was to ensure that all Zebra products comply with global environmental standards and regulations. This main focus for the team, it really pushed us to begin thinking about what can we do outside of what's legally required? How can we go above and beyond and really drive sustainability through our product lines? So myself and a couple others, we felt really strongly that we needed a group or a department of some kind to lead this for the company. So ultimately we banded together, we created a pitch, started reaching out for folks that would be interested in joining our cause. And here we are today with the Green Product Council. 
Love it. And Shelly, even though HR is responsible for fair and diverse hiring practices and ensuring our corporate culture is inclusive, your leadership on CSR initiatives extends far beyond your job duties. What first motivated you to get involved with various efforts and what drives your continued support today? Yeah, well, um, I think there's, there's very much a personal drive to get involved in um, in things in in things that are really important to me in the community. So it might sound controversial to say, but it's less about my role in HR and more about my personal passion to give back. Um, mm -hmm. And when I was, you know, when I was a younger person, when I was 18 years old, I was, you know, not sure where I was going to take my next step. And I was fortunate to be connected with a career service and an employment scheme that enabled me to secure employment at the time. Um, I, you know, came from uh, an environment where there was no means from my family to support any kind of further education. And I really, really didn't know um, where I might end up. Sure. <laughs> quite so having those opportunities through what were charity organisations and outreach partnerships has given me a chance um, and enabled me to 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 seek out opportunities that many many um, individuals of, of a similar age group um, and younger um, are struggling with today. So it's through that very personal experience that I wanted to give back, and why we have connected with various different education partnerships for those that are less fortunate, um, and trying to connect various different generations into the the types of technology um, and career prospects that are available uh, through Zebra Technologies and other companies like ours, because there are so many, many, many passionate, courageous and talented people out there. Um, and providing these types of opportunities is my way of giving giving back. And I feel really, really fortunate to, to be able to channel this personal passion into my job, too. That's amazing. I love how you're paying it forward. In a recent study conducted by Rocket Social Impact and the Association of Corporate Citizenship Professionals, or ACCP, 99% of CSR professionals indicated the pandemic has had an impact on their CSR efforts and initiatives. Are you surprised by this, Michelle? Um, it's not really. I think it was kind of ex expected, to be honest. I mean, the pandemic has has been and continues to be a challenge for many people across all industries. There's often sacrifices or redirections that they need to make to continue making progress, no matter what project or the job is. But I, I think it's important to celebrate any accomplishment that's been made during this time because it couldn't have been easy for anybody to do. The Green Product Council, for example, it took and continues to take a lot of dedication and time um, in order to really make a difference for our product offerings. With all of the supply chain shortages that we experienced, office shutdowns, all of us working virtually across the globe and each one of our individual experiences during this time, we definitely had to rally together to find uh, productive solutions that allowed us to keep moving forward here at Zebra, but also to continue being compassionate with each other. And I found that, especially in the Green Product Council, since we work so closely together, that we were all very patient with one another. We were sensitive to each other's situations, to our availability and our bandwidth. So I'm really personally grateful for the team that we assembled there. Uh, they're all very driven and flexible individuals, and I don't think it's 
possible to succeed during trying times like this without having that consideration for one another and having uh, collective passions and goals. I couldn't agree more with that, Michelle, and I think what the pandemic has done has given us a real window into um, some some things that are really important in, in the world and connecting around some passions that have a contribution to to the, the wider world and society and the environment has been is a bit has been a, a super connection point for us as a company and many other organizations and um we had a, a sustainability team in EMEA that were born that were brought together simply through looking at sustainable options and was completely driven by by the people here um so it's 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 really great to see how that passion extends and unsurprising therefore that um that's also you know it, the experience of CSR professionals too and I think the fact that we've had a also a window into the inequalities in the world through the pandemic. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a real stark reminder at a macro level um, when something like this is experienced of, of those inequalities. And I think there's been a real reminder to us as organizations and also at an individual level, I know had lots of time to reflect <laughs> through, the, through the pandemic and think about how I focus my energy and how purposeful my work is, which is why you know, work like Green Product Council, the sustainability team, like I talked about, um, is it, it is more purposeful work for many of us and is a real connection point. So it really is no surprise to me that these factors have shifted priorities or impacted the way in which CSR professionals are looking um, sure. to extend their priorities through their work. Mm -hmm. What's interesting from my perspective is that in this same report, over two thirds of CSR professionals said they've reduced support or ended a partnership with nonprofits to allocate budget to new initiatives that have become more visible during the pandemic. Most philanthropic efforts are now being directed to address food insecurity and healthcare disparities, drive greater education, workforce development, and community revitalization, or support mental health and disaster relief programs. From a zebra perspective, we remain committed to our same strategic philanthropic partners. But then again, they've all either had an impact on STEM, education, healthcare, or disaster relief missions. What's your viewpoint on this, Shelley? Yeah, I think it goes back to what I was saying previously, Teresa. Um, I think we've really been reminded of so many different um, contributions that we can make to society. It's very difficult to prioritize specific areas. And I think it's good that organizations or orientate themselves towards specific areas where they can have impact. But I think what we realize through galvanizing the, the collective passions of the people in the organization, that there's so many different ways in which we can contribute through the collective energy of the, the people. Um, and both at Zebra and my previous employer, I, I found um, that you know, through the times of the pandemic, we were sharing so much more of our personal lives with one another um, and particularly the personal investments that we make into different causes um, that mean so much to us personally. And it's great to see how those have kind of um, sort of grown um, from within the organisation. So whilst there's kind of priorities from a strategic standpoint, I think what's grown and developed across different priorities has been you know developed by the people um and this has created much deeper richer relationships personally and i do think and certainly from my own perspective that giving back and contributing to to different organizations that address some of the, the causes that you've discussed really has a positive impact on my own well-being <laughs> um mm -hmm. to feel like that i'm contributing in a different way and uh, 
stepping off of the the work treadmill and contributing in a purposeful way that helps me to reflect and, and gain gain a different energy back. Um, so harnessing the passion of our people, I think, is really important. And I know that our customers and partners are asking us so much more as well about how we're supporting um, the access into the workplace for individuals of different abilities, how we're engaging in final financial inequalities in our communities and, in, and enabling disadvantaged groups. So we're also hearing from customers and partners about how they're expanding their um, their their reach, let's say, and their expectations of us, um, which I didn't really experience in such wide scope prior to the pandemic. So I think, you know, the, the RCR, CSR efforts are a really critical decision points for our customers when they're considering us as a vendor of choice too. And um, so maximizing these opportunities creates a, I think, much deeper partnership that we have our, with our customers and partners, as well as, you know, uh, the connective, connectivity that it engages with our employees too. Yeah, you make a great point, Shelley. Those pillars that I mentioned, STEM, education, healthcare, disaster relief, those are strategies set at the corporate level. But you're so right. Around the world, we have 20, over 20 Zebra Gives teams, which are our teams that are implementing our community relations activities on the ground. And they get into either even other areas, right, based on local needs, environmental, you know, food insecurity. There's we're covering a lot of different areas based on the local needs as brought forward by our people. You're you're absolutely spot on. Let's talk about CSR influences a bit more. As you said, Shelley, we know that customers are starting to care more about companies' commitments to inclusion and diversity, volunteerism, philanthropy and the environment, among other social issues. But do either of you feel that pressure is increasing from employees, partners, or other stakeholders as well? Absolutely. We see it and hear it almost every day, both internally and externally, just like you were both saying. Our customers are asking for it. Our employees are doing the same. I know my colleagues are, and it definitely doesn't go unnoticed. Um, it helps our Green Product Council, for example, to prioritize our initiatives. Um, and perhaps pressure is not the best word. It can sometimes be seen as something negative, but in this case, I think it serves as a reminder and a push for us to keep going. It reinforces our commitment to all of the environmental and social initiatives that we're doing here at Zebra. Yeah, I like that what you said, Michelle, it's less about the pressure. I think there's, there really is an expectation coming from all voices, employees, customers, partners. And I think there's there's also prospective candidates that you know are looking to Zebra as a, a choice for an employer in the future. And I, I was thinking back to when I was presenting in my previous company to a group of master's degree students and pitching to them to come and join this amazing technical technology startup um, as a as a first choice in their career step. Um, and their main questions when we were going through the Q&A, I was anticipating a, a whole host of questions around the technology, the types of work that they would be doing, how they could use their physics, software, computer science skills to um, work on our product development. All of their questions, or pretty much all of them, were around how we, how the organization gives back and contributes to society. And they were very clear that as a decision point for them as a future employer is, um, is really how much organizations really take seriously that um, that way of, of of giving back. So yeah, I think it's important to add that prospective employees too are really considering 
uh, their choice um, and, 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 and indeed another stakeholder to add to the mix here. Mm -hmm. Great point. Do you believe CSR expectations are different in the B2B space than in industries that directly serve consumers? For example, is a retailer going to be held to higher standards than a company like Zebra, even though we're also a manufacturer and do sell both through the channel and direct to customers? Uh, it's an interesting point. I think, um, as I said earlier, that customers are definitely taking CSR actions into account when making decisions. Um, and I've, I'm seeing more and more RFPs coming through where we're really being I'd say scrutinized um, mm -hmm. around um, our commitments and some of the, 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 the direct actions that we're taking in society. I guess the difference with a consumer brand may be that it's less visible in terms of what we may or may not be doing. Um, and I mean, maybe from a kind of social media or an external perspective or what might be, um, you know, I think consumers have more of a voice, right, to, to demonstrate where they're not seeing um, some of those commitments being fulfilled by uh, the vendor. But um, I think co companies in both the B2B and B2C space um, have to evolve with the dynamic expect expectations. And as you said earlier, Therese, there's so many different ways in which we can contribute to society. I think both there is expectations that both B2C, B2C will um, continue to evolve um, given the changes and all the things that continue to happen in the world um, and what stakeholders will hold both of those types of companies to account towards is how meaningful their CSR efforts are. Um, right. I think many organisations are good at marketing some things, but I think what what our partners um, are holding us account for is what are we really doing? Um, and those are the sorts of questions that we're getting from our customers and partners so that we can demonstrate that we actually are fulfilling um, what we're saying we're doing. Right. Do you feel expectations of companies tend to ease a bit during times of crisis? Or is that when you see stakeholders hold companies more accountable for their CSR actions or inaction? And I'm curious, is that when people take notice of who's stepping up to affect change and who isn't? I, I think it's a bit of all three. And I think the accountability and the visibility into who's stepping up and who isn't, it all ties into expectations. I think a, a crisis like the pandemic, it really puts a focus on global companies to show that they're responsible corporate citizens, not only for their employees' well-being, but for that of the environment that they undoubtedly have an impact on in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Ibra really stepped up during this time, and I think it dove into improving environmental impacts like our operations and products. We increased resource conservation initiatives like waste reduction, circular economy, and product innovations to the point that we were even awarded with the 2021 Sustainability Service of the Year Award from the Business Intelligence Group, which was really fantastic. And I think that successes like that are really representative of our collective environmental social priorities here at Zebra. Yeah, and I think that stepping up is is definitely the what I, I tend to notice and the expectation that we step up as as organizations uh, through times of crisis. And I th sometimes there's an I think that expectation is kind of focused in on financial contribution, which of course is a, a, a part of what organizations can do to offer support. But um, I think, you know, Michelle said about how Zebra stepped up. I mean, giving back through time, expertise and other resources is also a consideration too. And I think that's where um, 
stepping up also makes a difference. Um, and there is only so much that a company or an entity can do, um, which is where sometimes I think the financial connection is made. But I think encouraging, you know, our people through allowing time or matching contributions for own, their own volunteering or fundraising that they're doing or any other ways that they might contribute helps to create a partnership in unison with employees and the company, um, which enables us to, to step up in the way that I think we're expected to. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. It was over the last couple of years, in fact, that we made it equitable around the world that every full-time and part-time employee would have four days a volunteer PTO, right? That wasn't the same in all countries and all regions, but we thought it was important to your point, Shelley, to, to make that option available for them to give back however they deem appropriate to a, a charitable cause. Would it be fair to say that crises are catalysts for CSR? I think so, yes. I mean, the, the arms of corporate social responsibility, they reach so far and touch so many different areas. Um, that any crisis, especially that of global proportion, would surely spark some kind of change. And we just spoke about it. There's so many internal initiatives that came out during the pandemic at Zebra. So I think we are a great example that uh, crises are definitely a catalyst for CSR. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and yeah, there's a, I think there's a reflection point of what's important. and gives us an opportunity to maybe redirect efforts or responses to respond to different things. I think sometimes a cri there, there might the way in which we see crisis could be something that's more urgent and volatile. And certainly the pandemic um, is something that was that was and continues to be really urgent um, at a particular point in time in terms of uh, requiring a, a response and support. There are some crises that, that continue to exist and sometimes maybe a uh, and be left behind a little bit and I think what what we're able to do going back to the point of um, hearing the voices of all stakeholders is making sure that we stay connected to different crises that have, perhaps haven't advanced in the way that they should uh, for example we have an outreach partnership in the UK that's responding to the literacy crisis that still exists here um, mm. some of the figures are really staggering around that literacy crisis and therefore impacting the opportunities that I talked about earlier to to what those of the younger generation might be able to access in the future that then leads to financial inequalities and so on and so forth. So I think certain crises will respond, will create a catalyst, but I think uh, what our employees enable us to stay connected to is crises that continue to exist that maybe don't have the same sense of urgency at a particular point in time. So yeah, I think it's important that we stay connected to those different stakeholders so that those voices get heard. Right. What do you think helps Zebra maintain continuity in our CSR efforts and in many cases expand our efforts during recent crises? I think that during recent crises and even beforehand, we always had a strong focus on making commitments, especially in terms of environmental sustainability, because we know that it's the right thing to do. And most importantly, um, I think we're aware that it's risk management as well. We, we knew always that the demand for more action in the sustainability space was growing and that it's going to continue to grow in the in future years. So in order to continue our own growth in this space and to meet our customer expectations, we, we needed to maintain a mindset that would consider both the short and long-term impacts of all of our activities. Product sustainability is not a overnight change. It's not something that's easy. It's going to take us time and a lot of effort to achieve. But I think 
at Zebra, we know here that each small step forward, it, it makes an impact in our overall CSR journey. And it's wonderful employees like Michelle and others that bring <laughs> that together. So you might, you know, expect me to say it's the people that <laughs> helps us to maintain that continuity because of the job I do. But I genuinely believe that. I mean, hearing and being, you know, inspired by people like Michelle who are doing this for purposeful reasons. And I think that brings so much energy. Um, and I'm really inspired by those that I know that have worked um, to, to support those with experience that will help them get roles in the future, those in the community that are less fortunate. Um, we've had employees that have worked in virtual settings through the pandemic to inspire the next generation through STEM um, that would not otherwise have had such access. Um, we've had employees set up technology in cafes for neurodiverse young adults. Um, We've had employees volunteer to help rebuild communities after natural natural disasters and travel to borders to welcome refugees into their communities. And to, honestly, that's truly, truly inspiring. So where's that continuity come from? It's the people here. Mm -hmm. I agree. Finally, what advice do you have for companies that feel they have no choice but to deprioritize CSR when there are market or company disruptors? Um, in my opinion, I think mainly it's important to remember that a lot of companies, they truly can't afford to deprioritize things like corporate social responsibility or environmental social governance projects or initiatives, because by doing so, they could they could risk losing business and investments or even fail to comply with increasingly restrictive regulations. I personally would suggest doing in-depth assessments of their product lines if that's applicable so that they can have an understanding of their material usage and the impacts that their products have on their customers as well as the environment. I think this kind of uh, benchmarking exercise is a really excellent stepping stone in determining what actions they would need to do uh, to improve in the area of product sustainability. And just to drive it home one more time to remember that every action and improvement will have an impact no matter how small. So it's critical to keep moving forward. Yeah, and I don't, I just don't think we have a, there, to me it's an obligation, it's not a choice. It's our responsibility to use our energy, our passion and our resources for good. And for me, that's it. Absolutely. Well, thank you both for chatting with me today. I know we're all very passionate about CSR and I appreciate how you both have really stepped up to help Zebra maintain its social, environmental and philanthropic commitments. Thank you, Therese. Thank you, Therese, for having us today. You bet. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in once again. I encourage you to visit the Zebra CSR webpage and the Your Edge blog to learn more about how we're giving back to communities, working to reduce our negative environmental impact, and create a culture of inclusivity and belonging. You never know what might inspire change in your organization or your community or even your home. I'm Therese Van Ryn. Until next time.